Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the news the network reviews to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 6th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, my fellow Americans, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law, the land, the Constitution for the United States of America is indeed our guide. And absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And we look to Jesus Christ, God, family, and country for solutions, not government, ladies and gentlemen. And interestingly enough, Oh, boy, massive crowds in Washington, D.C., hoping that they can solve the problems of America in Washington. I submit they will be sorely disappointed, not because the effort is not epic and valid, but because people are turning to government, not God, for solutions. Because people are hoping to solve problems in Washington, not in their local municipalities, etc., ladies and gentlemen. So that's kind of the problem. That's what's going on to say the least, and we got a lot of work ahead of us when it comes to telling the truth in America. So we're, we're working on solutions, we're working on answers, and we will cover live exactly what's going on. Larvita is with us. Hi, guys. And she is live from the rally. Larvita, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Who's speaking? this public speech here. Now, you are in Washington, D.C. on the ground, right? Yes, yes, I am. Where are you? Right outside the Capitol? Right outside the Capitol, yep. When uh, that's where they're having there. And uh, how big is the crowd now? Oh, it's huge. <laughs> we came at um, 5.30 and the line got on the Capitol to try to get a little bit closer. But, oh, I don't even know. I'm even here. Yeah. No, the line is crazy. It's just unbelievable. All right. What I want you to do and what we'll do is I'll do a, a little bit of news for the introduction of the day. Then we'll come back to you here in just a second. Stay right there. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, so we are doing our very best for live coverage of this event going on in the nation's capital, okay? And I have on the line 
Larvita McFarkler, and she's the owner of Haven's Garden Restaurant in Lyon County, Minnesota. Um, you know, her goal is to treat your taste buds to a mouth-watering experience, right? Havensgarden.org is where you can learn more about it. And how we got acquainted with Larvita in the first place uh, is she reached out to the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, Richard Mack, and said, hey, you know what? I'm trying to stay open during the pandemic. I just can't close. I need to feed my family. And they basically said, you're, you're going to get shut down anyway. And they've been harassing her. She had the integrity to file a lawsuit and say, look, I need to redress some grievance here. Uh, and we're following that case. And we're going to do all that we can to help her. Uh, we're working with her county sheriff now. We intend to go to Minnesota and broadcast live from her restaurant. So a lot's happening in that regard. Well, meanwhile, we found out that she is going to the rally. Well, she's there now. Uh, that's happening in D.C. today. So hopefully we'll get reports from several people on the ground from the rally, ladies and gentlemen. Now, quickly, yesterday we talked about Slack is back. Slack, the huge communication service, started the new year with a big, massive outage. They don't even know why. That's scary to say the least. Yesterday we had on uh, Mr. Stuart Rhodes from Oath Keepers. He's the um, president and founder of Oath Keepers. Their goal is to deploy to Washington, D.C., to protect events, speakers, and attendees. On January 5th and 6th, time to stand, oathkeepers.org is where Stuart is talking about. Stuart Rhodes warns January the 6th will be a disaster for President Trump if the Insurrection Act is not invoked. Stuart Rhodes says the President of the United States has the duty to invoke the Insurrection Act. Time will tell where that's going to go, but President Trump has not done it. He's relying on Vice President Mike Pence to use authority that Mike Pence now openly claims he does not have. Very interesting. Election protests headed for D.C., folks. Now, remember, we have a right to peacefully assemble. That doesn't necessarily mean you have the right to riot. And we hope, we pray this remains peaceful. Hour two, we talked about Chris Stewart of Utah joins Burgess Owens of Utah. Neither of those two congressmen will vote to certify the election results. They believe that we need to have a true audit, true accountability, true looking into the matter. Now, Mike Lee recognizes Joe Biden as vice president-elect, and Mitt Romney urges the president to move on. Shame on both Utah senators, uh, in my personal opinion. Shame on them. Not because they believe or disbelieve in the election dispute or fraud, but here's the reality, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. We need to look into this and get to the bottom of it. Now they say, well, look, the courts have rejected this handily across the country. Over 40 lawsuits, over 86 judges have already rejected this from the lowest court to the highest court to the land. I know, I get it. But they have all rejected it based on standing. Oh, you lack standing or based on some technicality to throw the case out. None of them have been willing to take the case and judge the cases individually on their merits. And none of them have literally been to the stage where they can accept and discuss and submit actual evidence. So then the mainstream press and the government continues to claim, the swamping government, if you will, um, you know, they assert this without evidence. But yet, if you can't get your evidence to a court, how do you debate if it's without evidence? And that's the problem that we're facing here. Now, Senator Mitt Romney claims move 
by 11 plus senators, it's now 13, uh, is an egregious ploy. And my response is, you know what? Let's have a true audit and get to the bottom of it. Ted Cruz explaining on Fox and other places, you know what? If the election is illegitimate, an audit might make people feel more comfortable. If the eject, if the election is illegitimate, then an audit will expose the truth. What are they afraid of for an audit? Anyway, we also had on our buddy Patrick Simmons, RightToWork.org, Legal Defense Foundation, doing a great job. We talked about please support the National Right to Work Act. Please reject the PRO Act. Believe it or not, the Right to Work Act is a single-page bill. So there you have that. We also talked about Joe Biden cancels inauguration parade. Joe will not get a traditional inauguration parade down Pennsylvania Avenue, but he will get a presidential escort to the White House. So uh, that's saying something. Uh, they're also talking about a demonstration of political correctness run amok, I guess, in Missouri. Congressman Emanuel Cleaver is the wacko's name. He got the chance to opening, offer the opening prayer to the 17th, 117th Congress, and he ended his prayer and he said, Amen and a woman. Yeah, I know. Usually when they say amen, it means agreed. Yes, let it be so. Statements like that. Well, anyway, now a poor <laughs> representative getting absolutely mocked for not understanding language. It's not amen like men. It's amen is in a, I agree or let it be so. But now the amen and a woman is prompting mockery all over the country. Uh, sadly so. Uh, but, you know, you menstruate, right? If you're a female, well, now you can't menstruate. You'd have to womanstruate, right? Uh, anyway, there's all kinds of mockery across the Internet about wordplay on this thing. What a sad tale to tell when we become so politically correct that we just can't. Anyway, there you have it. Now, Larry Clayman says he will sue the Communist News Network, CNN, until it's put out of business. He says it's a vile piece of trash. Well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> The federal government released new dietary guidelines for Americans of all ages. They wanted to lower the amount of sugar and or alcohol recommended in a diet, but the government rejected the scientists on that one. So when it comes to the COVID, you got to accept science all the time, they claim, even though it's fraudulent science. When it comes to real science, they reject it. See what I mean? They pick and choose, too. They claim we don't have the ability to pick and choose what we want. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. Look at the alcohol and sugar dietary limit. Rejection of the science recommendations to prove the point. Should Utah get rid of their concealed carry permit? Representative Walt Brooks of St. George, Utah, thinks so. He's put together a bill to let Utah reject concealed carry permits in favor of a constitutional carry state. His law that he's putting in place is HB 60, and we pray for his success. Also, Asian parents now revolting over a... Uh, they are claiming about the end of the meritocracy in California. They're saying, hey, you know, first you blame the whites. Now you're blaming the Asians. You got to stop. Amen to that reality check. All right, we'll come back. Larvita's online. Hopefully we can get a good update from her that's not, uh, the speech isn't too loud in the background. We'll do our best to report live from D.C. We have several people in the wings on the ground with incredible updates just for you. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? 
Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Larvita is on the ground in D.C. The crowd is huge. She got there at like 6-something a.m. in the morning, super early. But, man, she's having a tough time getting a great spot. It is super loud. Let's see if we can get an update from her. Go ahead, ma'am. Welcome. I think you're asking me to talk. I'm not sure. It's so loud here. There's millions of when we came in, we got here about 6.30, and the lines were around the Capitol. It's just so amazing to see all these patriots here standing for up for America and just really supporting our president. And um, hopefully the Congress can do the same thing today. So we'll see what happens. If you can hear me, I'm not sure because I can't really hear you. I'm sorry. It's so loud here. You're doing perfect. Keep talking. We can hear you perfectly now. Oh, How okay. big is the crowd? Yep, so the crowd is huge. I mean, we're um, really close to the stage where Trump will, President Trump will be later today about 11 o'clock. Um, but it's so sad that it's claustrophobic, and there's so many people here that you don't even can't really walk right now. You're starting to fill in, but the line to get in, they're not even going to be able to make it inside. <laughs> So this crowd is, I think, the biggest crowd I've ever seen on the mall. And um, it's, it's exciting to be here. It's so much fun. And, uh, yeah, I just can't believe that we're created here. It was a last-minute thing, but I said, you know what? If he needs us here, we're going to go and support. So that's what we did. So, Larvita, who's with you? I, okay, I think you said bye, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to let you go because I can't hear you. So, All right. There, there, I'll call you back. Okay, bye. It is so crowded. 
ladies and gentlemen, on the mall, around the nation's capital, that Larvita McFarkler got there at 6.30 a.m. and she could barely get in. Now she's inside and she can't find a better spot. It is super loud. It is so crowded. She says it's standing room only and she can hardly even move around. She believes it's the biggest crowd to ever hit the mall. I mean, this is historic in and of itself, ladies and gentlemen. And I commend Larvita and others for attending. I commend Americans for taking this so seriously. I commend uh, people who believe in the rule of law and who understand what's at stake for taking the time to attend. Now, I wanted to attend, but we talked to several people and we uh, brought it up live on the radio. And there's not the kind of money that it takes for us to go. For us to literally go would take several thousand dollars. We would have to go, would have to fly, would have to travel, would have to pay a little extra to bring all of our equipment to broadcast, uh, would have to, I mean, it's probably a $5,000 endeavor. You say, Sam, what are you talking about? Oh, three, $400 a, a flight for two or three people. Just say that's a thousand bucks to make it simple, give or take. Uh, then you'd have to have, uh, you know, hotels. Uh, what? It's going to be hard to even get hotels there, right? But if you can get them, it's probably 150, 200 bucks a night in Washington, D.C. Hotels aren't cheap. That's if you can get the right hotels. You know, you got to have, say, three, four nights of that, depending on when you can fly out and when you can fly in and everything like that. That's probably 600. You're going to have to rent uh, or you're going to have to um, have food for that whole time, which isn't going to be cheap. Uh, it's going to be difficult because a lot of the places for food are going to be closed. You know, it's a big endeavor. You might get it done for 3000 not five. It all depends. I don't know if you would need to pay for some Ubers to get around or if the public transportation would be enough. Um, but it's not an, an, an inexpensive endeavor, I'll tell you that right now. And it depends on how many people we brought. It depends on what kind of positioning we wanted for the broadcast. Anyway, very, very interesting. We could not raise the money to go, though. You know, we talked about it on a couple of shows. Nobody really donated any money. So we didn't go. But we do have several people on the ground who will be reporting the details throughout the morning. And uh, President Trump's speech starts at 11 right after Liberty Roundtable Live ends. So we won't be able to cover any of President Trump's speech live. But let me break down some details of what's going on here. Senator Ted Cruz was on Sean Hannity last night. And Ted Cruz told Sean Hannity that the chances of objections to Wednesday's electoral college certifications are extraordinarily uphill. So the chance that that they succeed in their objections, it's an uphill massive battle. Believe it or not, over 140 Republican House members and a dozen GOP senators plan to object to Wednesday's final certification of the Electoral College votes in hope of securing a commission that will then look into vote fraud. It'll be an audit, if you will. They call it an emergency audit of the election in what are called key swing states. So this is serious, folks. Uh, When you get 140 representatives and 
10 plus senators on something. It's serious. So there is a real objection, but it's not big enough. You see, the Trump campaign and Republican surrogates have filed court cases across the country. They've filed around 40 lawsuits trying to overturn the election results since November 3rd without being successful in a single case. Now, the mainstream press claims for lack of evidence. I disagree with that claim. I absolutely strongly disagree with that claim. All right. They say the Washington Post reported that 86 judges going all the way from state courts to the U.S. Supreme Court have thrown out legal challenges from the Trump campaign. That's all true. And they claim it's because of no evidence. Uh, They say Cruz was doubtful when Sean Hannity asked him if there was a constitutional path of victory for President Donald Trump. Unfortunately, I think it's a very uphill battle, Cruz said. Now, Congressman Louis Gohmert, one of the 140-plus congressmen speaking out pretty boldly, Congressman Louis Gohmert from Texas, who used to be a former judge himself, by the way, he says, quote, we have real, genuine evidence of all kinds of fraud. Lawmakers are preparing to contest Electoral college vote in joint session rights aren't more of WorldNet Daily. Okay? So they have real all kinds of evidence. But here's the deal. The 40-plus lawsuits that they speak of and the 86 judges that have rejected over and over and over and over, they have primarily done so on the basis of lack of standing and other technicalities, not on the strict merits of each case. Right? They claim it's a lack of standing. Or it's another technicality where they throw it out. I don't see a single case that literally was debated on the merits. Hey, let's have discovery. Let's have subpoena power. Let's have all the things that donate or denote, I'm sorry, an honest, open, fair, transparent, full of due process trial. See? All these judges... The 40-plus lawsuits have been rejected on the base of, quote, lack of standing and other technicalities, not on the merits of each case. So due process has not happened in all the courts of the land. So they can say 40 lawsuits have been filed and rejected. They can say there's no evidence. But how do you focus on evidence, ladies and gentlemen, when you can't get your evidence before a court? How do you focus on evidence when they claim there's no evidence? Without evidence is their favorite phrase of 2020 now. Without evidence, without evidence, without evidence. Well, how do you determine what is evidence? Is it something that you submit before a court as evidence? Well, if so, nobody's been able to submit that evidence to the court. You say, yes, you have initial filings. and Yeah, but a lot of the initial filings are based on probable cause and circumstantial affidavits and other testimony and other circumstances that would then prompt you to be able to subpoena more witnesses, more evidence, more details, more releasing of documentations, more, you know, reviewing of the voting machines. You say, well, Sam, some of the voting machines have been reviewed. Yeah, and there's been documents coming out claiming that there's evidence relating to those voting machines that have been inspected. You say, well, what about the witnesses? I say, you know what? These people are swearing under the penalty of perjury. So you can debate whether you believe the evidence is valid or not. 
you can debate whether you believe the evidence has enough weight or not, but they're saying there's no evidence as if there's not even any evidence submitted and or a desire to subpoena more. All right, you've got a key Democrat that created a 36 report saying there is vote fraud. Now, President Trump is trying to focus on Mike Pence, saying Mike Pence will lead the proceedings today. And President Trump believes he has power to block congressional certification and or delay. But Mike Pence told President Trump he does not believe he has the power to block the, quote, congressional certification. Oh, boy, do we got a lot to talk about on your radio. Hang tight. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. All eyes are on Georgia Senate runoffs. With 99% of the precincts reporting, Democrat Raphael Warnock has been projected the winner in one of Georgia's two Senate runoff elections, defeating incumbent Senator Kelly Loeffler. If the numbers hold up, Warnock will become the first black American elected to represent Georgia in the Senate. In the other race, Democratic candidate John Ossoff is leading GOP Senator Purdue by a very thin margin and too close to call. The results should be completed by this afternoon. In the final step in certifying the next president of the United States, the Electoral College vote count in Congress today is expected to be much longer and more contentious of an event. Under federal law, January 6th is the date. Electoral College votes determining the next president are counted in a joint session of Congress beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern. The process is presided over by President of the Senate. In this case, it's Vice President Mike Pence. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. Give yourself the gift of a great night's sleep in the new year with a MyPillow Premium Pillow. On sale right now through MyPillow.com. Standards are Queens, $29.98, a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. And the guarantee continues until March 1st of 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA, and get yourself a MyPillow Premium Pillow at the best price ever for the new year. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. A missing teenage girl from Washington State has been found. USA Radio News' White Cox has more. A 15-year-old girl believed to have been kidnapped from Yakima, Washington, and the subject of an Amber Alert found late Monday near Wells in Elko County, Nevada. Yakima police said a suspect vehicle seen around 10 p.m. Monday in Nevada. Authorities pulled the driver over. The missing teenager was found in the car and safely recovered. The suspect arrested and charged with kidnapping and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. He's being held in Elko County Jail on $250,000 bond. I'm Wyatt Cox. Experts were projecting 2020 as the U.S. auto industry's worst year since the Great Recession, but upbeat numbers indicate it wasn't too bad. Sales for 2020 are expected to come in around $14.5 million. That would be down 15% from the 2019 total of 17.1 million vehicles, but it is significantly better than the 10 million to 12 million some experts were forecasting last spring. This is USA Radio News. 
begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Lots going on in D.C. today. If you haven't already heard, you got your head buried in the ground, I guess, because, wow, is it crazy. Some are saying it's the largest crowd to ever hit the Washington Mall. Ted Cruz told Sean Hannity he thinks his chances of overturning anything is an uphill battle, to say the least. Over 140 Republicans and over 10 senators, some say about 13 senators now, to challenge Um They've already filed over 40 lawsuits that have been turned down. They say the Washington Post reported that 86-plus judges have already rejected claims of vote fraud. Congressman Louie Gohmert says we have real evidence about this. And here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing, ladies and gentlemen. The 40-plus lawsuits have been rejected on the basis of lack of standing and other technicalities, not truly on the merits of the cases. That is important to note. Vice President Mike Pence does not believe he has power to block the congressional uh, certification. That's an interesting twist, to say the least. All right, we got Joe Delameter with us, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Joe. Hey, good morning. How are you all? Uh, good. Quickly catch everybody up on who you are first. Uh, my name is uh, Joseph Delameter. I hail from the uh, Glen Burnie, Maryland. I ran for um, county sheriff in uh, 2014. Missed it by a narrow margin. Uh, I'd never been in law enforcement anymore, and that's that was my whole thing. We need citizens to stand up and be sheriffs to bring back their counties. We need citizens. We need citizens everywhere, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. And that's what you're doing now. You are what in a vehicle rolling to the event? Uh, Actually, we've just parked. We're walking down 17th Street, heading towards the event. It's uh, kind of brisk with people walking. A lot of Trump supporters and it's kind of funny too that uh most of the people that you see sporting trump are not wearing masks everybody else is uh you can tell that they're not trump supporters and they're yes. wearing their masks so if you're not a if you're a trump supporter you don't have a mask on if you are a trump supporter you are masked up yes yes that's what it looks like to me as we're walking up the street all right are you surprised at the crowd or is it a, the amount expected is it more than you thought what do you think um well we're a good bit away so um i haven't really um seen too many people yet but it's you know it's still early in the morning so um like all the streets have been pretty much blocked off you know police and um dump trucks blocking the way so, so the uh, police presence is heavy very heavy yes sir yep. yeah i can see from where we're crossing the street now we're crossing k street i see four police cars and two dump trucks blocking roads <laughs> Wow. Uh, are the cops being uh, heavy-handed, or are they being super polite? Uh, it looks like they're sitting in their car because it's kind of cold out. They look like they're just seeing, sitting in their car being keeping warm. All right. How it's cold is it? Cool. Um, it's about like 40 degrees right now with a little bit of wind. Okay. And is yeah. it a good clear day? Uh, no, it's a little overclass. But it's, but overclass. you don't think you'll get rain? No, it doesn't look like in, uh, I looked at the forecast, no rain. All right. Are the are the people remainly, or, 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 for the most part, peaceful? Yes. Yes. Everybody looks very peaceful. Yeah. All right. Now I know people are not allowed to go into the uh, district of criminals armed, right? That, say that again. People are not allowed to go armed, right? No. No. Yeah. It, it, there's a. Uh, um. There's you know very strict gun control laws here in uh, D.C. and the state of Maryland. 
So let me say it like this. It is a gun-free zone for criminals. Yes, it is. Yes. Now, what I mean by that is you and yes, I sir. might not take our guns because yes. we obey the law or whatever else, but the criminals yes. are going to be armed up, aren't they? Yes, they will be. Yes. Yes, right. Yes. Are there a lot of signs around and um, personal statements or uh, public statements being made? Oh, uh, I haven't seen too many. On the way down, we've seen a lot of vehicles with uh, flying the American flag and the Trump flag. So um, in my group, we, we have the state of Maryland flag, the U.S. flag, and a, a Christian flag. Tell me so, what Christian uh, flag you got. Uh, the one with the uh, St. Andrew's cross. All right. Good for you. I think that's critical yes, to have and important yes. to focus on. And that's why I want to point it out specifically uh, because the Christian um, flag really denotes who we are as a people, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. All right. Who's all in your group? I don't need necessarily uh, need names, but who's actually, all, what's the um, contingent? Uh, I have three young men um, between the ages of uh, 19 and 22. Two of them are nephews, and one of them is a young kid that goes to church with us and is um, doing really well with uh, mentoring people and um, has stepped up and takes care of the uh, live streaming for our church. So, yes, oh, sir. Fantastic. All right, what do you what do you hope to accomplish today? Is it that you want to observe and, and, and watch history unfold? Uh, is it that you believe being there can make a difference for the overturn? What do you think the chances are, the success likelihood is, et cetera? Well, I, I believe our government is rogue at, at all levels. And we, the people, have to take back, like in our Maryland Constitution, the uh, first Declaration of Rights says we need to alter or abolish our uh, form of government when it comes to, you know, tyranny to the people. Kind of paraphrasing there. And I'm very encouraged with what people are doing in New Hampshire. They've actually declared, like they did in 1776 there, um, they're free from uh, the state government. We need to uh, start impeaching our, our governors and uh, holding all these um, um, state senators and everything to accountable to start impeaching. Um, and impeachment is an important part of our, uh, you know, process. All right. From a constitutional point of view, let's let's pick your brain because you're you're very knowledgeable about uh, the Constitution and about where we sit as a nation today. Stuart Rhodes, as you know well, I'm sure, is going to be speaking today and basically says, "Hey, President Trump needs to use the Insurrection Act now." Uh, if he doesn't, uh, if he doesn't, uh, it's going to be a serious, serious problem uh, going forward. It's going to be violent. It'll probably erupt eventually into a civil war. Uh, we're on the brink, and Trump needs to act now. Do you agree with him? Uh, yes, I, I agree. Trump needs to do that. It, it is an insurrection. It, to me, it's a communist takeover of our country. Do you believe that Donald Trump has the the guts, the cojones? Whatever? <laughs> do you think he'll do it? Ah, uh, no, I don't. I don't think he'll do it. All right. Do you think Congress will be successful in um, waking up their fellow um, elected officials, if you will, uh, in the debates and in the protests or the saying, hey, we're going to vote not to certify? you think there'll be enough of them to sway anybody to really make a difference there, or do you think it'll just be a, a, a great uh, showmanship I mean, event? I, I think kind of showman. I mean, Pence, Pence is the, the one that, you know, kind of linchpin, and he, he seems like he doesn't. Um, understand or too scared or I don't know why, but you know, he, he's not going to do the right thing. I, I believe. What do you think Pence should do? Oh, he should, to me, 
they shouldn't even open the envelopes from the, the states, you know, that had fraudulent elections. You know, Pennsylvania. So what, uh, Pence, what Pence should stay is, say is there's enough allegations of fraud here yes. to where I'm going to use my authority as the administrator of this thing. I do have power to block the congressional certification until a true audit commence. Yeah. And yep. and we need that to happen. Pence could also say, look, the 40-plus lawsuits and the 86-plus judges that have been involved here, they haven't judged these cases on the merits of each case. They've done it on, quote, the, the, uh, the cop-out argument of lack of standing or on a technicality to toss out these cases. We need somebody to adjudicate this in a meaningful way. And the last check and balance that the founding fathers put in place is us. And we're going to make sure we do due diligence. And if, you know what, these challenges are wrong, then we'll go ahead and certify. If these challenges are right, this needs to be vetted properly. And it's my duty to ensure that occurs as the final arbiter of uh, Congress. Yes, sir. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because if you don't have fair elections, you've lost your republic, you know. I mean, that, that's the basic of being a republic, of having fair elections. And it, it, there's too many people in the country that believe it's stolen, and it's just going to be, you know, more divisive by not fixing it. Now, Ted Cruz saying, hey, you know what? If there's nothing wrong here, why not uh, put it through an audit? It'll build the confidence in the American people yeah. if it is legitimate. And if there yep. is fraud, we need to know about it. Why would it hurt to do this? And that is an interesting point of... I know they don't want to delay this thing, but 10 days, what puts us on the 16th, we're still within the realm, right? Well, yep. Yes, sir. Yep. So, yeah, I think, you know, we're, and that's what I think all these people are coming down here for is they're seeing that the Republic is being lost, you know? Right now, I see the Republican Party primarily divided. And let me explain what I mean. You've got the Mitch McConnell whacked out folks. You've got the Mitt Romney whacked out folks. They're kind of the same on it, and they're saying, hey, move ahead, no big deal. They're kind of swamp monsters in my view. And by the way, uh, Mitt Romney is my senator, so I'm, I'm ashamed to even admit this. But there you go. Uh, but Mitt Romney and Mitch McConnell on one side uh, and Donald Trump and Ted Cruz on the other side is kind of the breakdown you're seeing. Stay there, sir. When we get back, I want to kind of pick your brain about, you know, the battle for the hearts and minds of the Republican Party is what we're kind of seeing. My guest, ladies and gentlemen, walking to the event now in D.C., live on the ground, Joe Delamere. We'll talk more in seconds. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The calm before the storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q, the calm before the storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, Joe Delamater with me, ladies and gentlemen. American citizen from Maryland, live in D.C. on the ground, walking to the venue now as President Trump and others get prepared to speak. The events unfold in D.C. today. The likelihood of success is very slim, according to Ted Cruz on Sean Hannity. Uh, Ted Cruz is kind of the tip of the spear, if you will. But you've got a fracture, uh, Joe, in the Republican Party right now. You've got uh, Ted Cruz and Donald Trump on one side. And then you've got uh, whacked out uh, Kentucky Senator Mitch McConnell and uh, whacked out Utah Senator uh, Mitt Romney on the other side. We're really battling for the heart and soul of the Republican Party, will it become the uh, party of the swamp or the party of the people? Um, is that the way you see it? Yes, sir. Yes. Yep. I know my state, um, we actually have a Republican governor. I actually didn't vote for him because I knew he was one of those. And um, the, the tyranny that we have in our state right now from him is crazy. And the, the problem is because he's a Republican, none of the Republicans want to impeach him. They think it's okay what he's doing. So that that's the other the problem, you know, that, that, that we put the party too much over the country and the Constitution. We should be loyal to the Constitution, not to the party. Amen and to that. Now, constitutionally, you know, I've been saying, though, I appreciate us wanting to go to the nine-robe thugs. Uh, and I appreciate us wanting to go to Congress to solve these election woes. And I think those efforts are valid and necessary. We need to take efforts every constitutional way every law-abiding way every check and balance way we possibly can joe but i maintain that what we should have done was gone to the local delegate scenario and in every given state and gone to the local precinct and said hey in my precinct i demand that you show me how you got the number of votes that were submitted if you if you say to me that the precinct didn't count because of mail-in votes and everything else then i'm going to say by law don't we have to have precincts and if we don't what's the value of a precinct and if you can't certify at your precinct level the votes transparently then we need to vote over and if you can then prove the numbers to us yep and we'll certify them as legitimate well i don't know if you know but there's about 175,000 precincts in america there's about 3,000 counties, and there's about 800 voters per precinct total. 
I think you could literally count transparently and trace, if necessary, the ballots for actual hard paper ballot proof uh, in a given precinct in very short order. I mean, if you had, uh, just sake of argument, 10 people, 600 voters on the average for precinct that were counting, each person would only be counting like 60 votes. And if you had four or five people around them that would certify the votes by the penalty of perjury standard, you could literally make this happen. It would take a lot of people and a lot of effort, but it could happen very quickly and very clear. And you wouldn't need to rely upon robe thugs in courts. Uh, based on pretend legislation, you wouldn't need them to throw out these court cases based on lack of, quote, standing or whatever they want to do to sidestep the reality. And you could double down and demand this in meaningful ways and go to the district attorney in your county and say, we demand uh, that you help us uh, get to the bottom of this. Sheriff, district attorney, uh, we, yeah. um, you know, uh, County council or whatever, there's different terms for the, the county commissioners or county council. We demand you guys help us certify this, uh, our nation. And, and to me, that would be the way to go about it. But no one's proposing this except for me no. that I know of. No one. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think because you, you should be able to tell, you know, there's X amount, like you said, X amount of people registered to vote in that district and how many votes, you know, were applied. And I think you could even do it this way. You could have everybody in the district who said they voted for Trump, sign an affidavit, send it in, and you should be able to look and say, okay, you know, my district is uh, 12, 13. We have 800 people there, and we had 600 people vote for Trump. Did Trump get 600 votes? Or we have more people that voted than there is in the precinct. Yeah. What the heck's yeah. going on? Okay, yeah. But this could happen precinct by precinct, and now you're yeah. holding the county officials accountable. Yeah. You're holding yeah. the precinct official people accountable. Because remember, yes, the sir. parties are not even government. No, yeah, and that's what I, I don't – I think we should do away with the primaries, personally. Why are, why are we spending as taxpayers to close the schools to do all these primaries? Because all we're doing is picking a person from a club – to run for the uh, presidency or, you know, in, in any other, you know, governor or whatever. And I think a, a thing that would be helpful is if you really want to do voter reform, stop putting a D or an R at the end of the name. And when you vote, you put your finger in ink. And that way, that way, you know, that don't, that person only can vote once. That's what they did in Baghdad. When they did the election in Baghdad, they put people put their finger in ink. All right, there you there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I bring up what I bring up because you could hold so many people more accountable. Uh huh. And yep. I believe that you'd be dealing with your neighbors, and you'd be dealing with local people that you've elected, uh, yep. that that are on the ground that you can literally meet with face to face. It's a lot harder to commit vote fraud face to face when you create accountability. Yes, now, some yep. say to me, "Well, Sam, the inner cities would still be fraudulent. All you'd do is create riots in the inner cities if you did that." I know, but we're having that anyway. Okay, yep. and precinct by precinct, in my opinion, look, does a precinct have any authority? If it yep. doesn't, then you say, okay, what's the next level above a precinct? Uh, and then you yep. start to debate between which is a partisan or a party reality versus which is government reality. As long as well, we rely on parties all the way up the ladder, yes, what, the governments, not- what governments can say is, well, it hasn't reached our venue yet. And believe it or yep. not, they have a point. Well, we had an interesting thing. Um, I think the four years ago, when our, when our six years ago, in our uh, governor election, that the um, 
the county of uh, Frederick, they got the voter rolls and they went to the courts and they had all these people call for jury duty. And they said they could not stand jury duty because they were not a U.S. citizen. And they compared the names and they seen where they voted. Morning. So how they um, so they were. Um, yeah. How do you appear on the voter rolls yeah. if you can't and, be and on jury vote. duty because yeah. you're not a citizen? And, they, and how does that work? And they voted. And they, you know, and but the governor, the governor never, you know, forced the issue or whatever. But I, I believe there was clear voter fraud. Okay, but see, in my opinion, so, you take that to the most local of precincts. Yeah. Uh, and you need to, to drill in, and so you could have one hundred and seventy-five thousand discussion points. Yes, sir. And if yep. if enough Americans are involved, then you could literally do that. Right now, though, it sounds like there's a lot of people there. Let's say there's even yeah, a million. It's getting a. It's definitely, we're a little. Close. Where are we at, guys? Fifteenth. And... So yeah, it's definitely the, the streets are blocked off in the street. I would say the street is a four lane or six lane street, and it's about three quarters of the way filled right now with people. With people, yes. Everybody has flags, and I just had, because uh, I'm carrying the Christmas flag, um, and I had somebody just wanted to get a picture of me and my Christmas flag. So. Well, there you have it. That's good news. Uh, well, how far away are you from the event now? Uh, I figure we got four or five more blocks to walk. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to let you fly. Okay. Uh, I'm going to call you back here in about 15 minutes for a quick update. All right. Can I uh, actually uh, do a plug for uh, a ministry I'm doing at church real quick? Of course, sir. So I have um, I, the Holy Spirit called on me to to restore America because I I, talk, I do HVAC work. So I talk to a lot of people and um, do commercial work and and everybody talks about the Bible, but they're not very versed in the Bible. So I, I've started a ministry at our church: read the Bible in one year to restore America. So I'm encouraging everybody to get in the Bible, and you're only five. You know, right now, you if you're gonna if you want to do it, you want to be at Genesis like 17. So, All right. Is there a website? Is there a Facebook where people um, can kind of learn can more? Go, you can go actually to Cornerstone Free Angelical Church um, in uh, Annapolis, Maryland, and that's our website. And um, or type in Pastor David Whitney, and that should bring you to our website. All right, so Pastor David Whitney, he's leading this too? Yes, he's our, her pastor, and he's um, been very supportive of me doing this. And we actually have a uh, YouTube channel, the American View Sermon Series, and there's more information there also. Good work, sir. Well, thank you. Read God the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. I support it 1,000%. Okay, I'll call well, you in a minute you, here. Thanks, Joe. All right. All right, there he goes. Joe Delameter, ladies and gentlemen, doing a phenomenal job. He's walking to the venue now. Uh, man, we literally tried to talk to Larvita McFarkler, but it was so loud we couldn't even get a legitimate update from her hardly. And she's the owner of Haven's Garden Restaurant. But she's on the ground and reports live from D.C. on Liberty Roundtable Live. Then Joe Delameter doing the same thing. We've got citizens doing a phenomenal job 
with citizens reporting, right? Um, this is important, folks, <clears throat> right? This is amazing work that they're doing. Uh, and this is what it's going to take, in my opinion, to restore America. I think we the people is where it's coming down to. If you think it's going to be solved in Washington, good luck. But if we the people who are doing things, I mean, you've got this guy, Joe Delameter, literally saying we've got to promote and read the Bible to, to restore America. All right. You've got um, <clears throat> Larvita saying, I've got to defend my restaurant from government shutting it down. These are the people that are making a difference in the country. You got Sam Bushman on your radio. Look, I'm not important in and of myself. My point is you got all these people in these different roles making a tremendous difference. You know, one guy's an HVAC guy for a living, but he's promoting the Bible and creating a ministry and defending America and showing up in D.C. You got Larvita McFarkler, who's literally um, running a restaurant and now involved in taking on the government. You got Sam Bushman on your radio. See, that's the walks of life in America that are making the biggest difference. It's not me as an important. It's Louis Gohmert that got elected. It's Ted Cruz that got elected that says we have real, genuine evidence of all kinds of fraud. And lawmakers are delivering that to Congress today. What's going to come out? What's going to happen? We don't know yet. Mike Pence doesn't believe he has power, though, to block a congressional certification. I think Mike Pence does have the power to demand an audit. Okay, he doesn't have ultimate power, but he does have some power. And the power that he has, he needs to use to do his best to restore confidence in America and in our voting process. But 88 state legislators from five battleground states sent a letter to Mike Pence in which they asked him to please postpone the opening and the accounting or the accounting of the electoral votes for at least 10 days so they can have an audit. I think that needs to be done. Now, Mr. Warnock, black Democrat from Georgia, did win. Warnock makes history with Senate win. As Dems near majority control the Senate, time will tell the other uh, race is still being counted as we speak. Wow. Quick pause. Sam Bushman on your radio. Ooh, it's getting wild and woolly, and we got a finger on it just for you. This is the one and only. Liberty Roundtable Live, LovingLiberty.net, and I declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you right now, we got a problem in America. A big problem. Mike Pence does not believe he has power. To block congressional certification. That's what Trump's hanging his hat on. What will Mike Pence do? 88 state legislators from five battleground states sent a letter to Mike Pence in which they asked him to postpone the opening of and the counting of the Electoral College votes for at least 10 days while they put together an audit to find out the truth. 
Meanwhile, Warnock makes history. Black Democrat from Georgia wins the Senate as Dems near majority. Time will tell. The other votes being counted. There's uh, suggestions of vote fraud uh, in Georgia once again. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I don't mean to be too offensive here, but I don't have a lot of confidence in anything that's going on now. You want to know why? We've had vote fraud forever, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? This is not a new phenomenon. In fact, Donald Trump, even four years ago, uh, literally said, hey, we need a vote fraud commission to look into this. He started it. They shut it down, and he quietly went away. That, I believe, was a critical mistake. Uh, Nevertheless, we've had vote fraud for literally decades, and no one has seemed to care. It's almost like the Republicans and the Democrats, the deep state, the swamp, whatever you want to call it, kind of partnered in the vote fraud. And it's like, hey, we'll we'll take turns uh, with leadership. Uh, and, and everybody was fine with that. When I say everybody, I don't mean me and you, and, and, and but the nation, right? Uh, and now, for some reason, it's a big issue. Look, you're not going to solve an issue like this in a couple of days. It reminds me of somebody that squats on a piece of property, and they're there for like 25 years, and then all of a sudden you go, hey, that's my property. The chances of you getting out of your property and declaring that it's your property and asserting your rights since they've been violated and abused and for so long is almost nil. Not because it's not correct, but because, uh, you know what, if you don't fight for a right, you lose it. And it's 10 times, a thousand times harder to get it back than it would have been to keep it in the first place. With that summary, Becky Akers with me, well-known anarchist. And it's going to be interesting to get her take on this because, hey, she'd just throw out the whole <laughs> the whole thing if she were given the chance. Nevertheless, she doesn't believe in, in destruction or anything like that. Anarchist to her really means, hey, we don't need government. We don't need some central concentration of power. What we need is people to be educated and involved and self-governing. And we can self-govern and work together as a society via contract and free, peaceful negotiations. We don't need some government that always runs amok to take charge. We can do it ourselves. That would be Becky's general contention. She's also an author. She publishes articles all over the place, Lou Rockwell uh, and other places. Um, But she's also written two books. One's called Hailstorm about Nathan Hale, incredible book. The other one's called Abducting Arnold, the other side of the Benedict Arnold story you probably haven't heard. They are revolutionary new novels. Buy them before they're banned today. Um, serious business, Becky. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Thank you. It's always a pleasure and a privilege. <sighs> what do you think of this whole DC thing? Waste of time? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's the death knell of America. I'm hoping it's not the death knell of freedom. Um, America was, as Tom Paine wrote in Common Sense, um, the last refuge for liberty. She'd been given notice in Europe and Asia to depart, and now America was coming into existence to receive her. She has a very moving and eloquent passage in Common Sense about how the United States is the last best hope for freedom on the planet. And I am really powerful to see this end, I have prayed and prayed and prayed the Lord would avert Marxism from this country. And I see Marxism triumphing today. 
um, depending on the outcome of the rally and of the vote in D.C. today, we could be dealing with another chance to fight for freedom and to possibly succeed, or we could be dealing with the most totalitarian regime history has ever known. It may be a global regime, so there will be no escape from it. When the Allies and Axis were fighting in World War II, there were still bastions of freedom. You could go to a, an uninvolved country, or you could possibly find refuge in the United States. Even then, the U.S. was turning into a Marxist dictatorship. The seeds that we are now dealing with, most of them were planted, the plants we are now dealing with. Most of the seeds were sown during World War II um, and even earlier, World War I. So my take on it, Sam, is that we had better be prepared for a shooting revolution or we will not reclaim our liberty. Even if Trump prevails today, we should realize we're on borrowed time. We cannot continue to tolerate Marxism in this country. And by Marxism, virtually every aspect of American culture has become Marxist, okay? We constantly expect and demand a high confiscatory rate of taxation. There are very few people who are willing to do without their goodies in exchange for no or low taxation, um, this idea that everybody pays for the public schools, that's totally Marxist. This idea that everybody is entitled to Social Security, totally Marxist. The idea that property taxes are due from all landholders, totally Marxist. We don't owe the government anything for our land. It belongs to us. The, um, idea, the idea that government can dictate and or fund our health care, totally Marxist. Totally Marxist, right out of the Communist Manifesto. Um, This is what I'm getting at. Virtually every aspect of American political culture and then go into the popular culture with people demanding their rights and demanding privileges. And, you know, one of my my favorite things on that is that driving or flying, whatever, plug in your favorite uh, activity, is a privilege. Privilege in the dictionary means that you have to ask someone for permission. It's not something you automatically have. Okay, well, look how deeply embedded in popular culture that idea is, that driving is a privilege. We have to ask the government if we can go out and drive cars we bought on roads we pay for. Okay, this is, this is totalitarianism. This is Marxism. And let me say to Sam, while I'm on my rip against Marxism, a lot of people misunderstand it. They think it's politics, you see. That's how Christian pastor, pastors and Christian clergy have gotten away with never warning their flock against Marxism. It's politics, and, and this is a church devoted to the Lord. We don't discuss politics here. No. Marxism is a false religion, and it is a religion, and it has its fanatics just as any false religion does, okay? Those fanatics have taken power in the United States. We all saw those fanatics in action this summer as they worshipped their god, Satan, and as they read their 
books from his prophet, Karl Marx, and as they put into play and into practice the ideas of this false religion and its false values. Marxism was deliberately designed to be a parody of Christianity. Okay, there are a number of books on this. I don't make this up. I know what I'm talking about because I've read these books. There's a very persuasive one called Satan and Marx, or Marx and Satan, I always forget which it is, uh, by Richard Wormbrandt. And he knew what he was talking about because he experienced communism firsthand. He was imprisoned in solitary confinement by the communists for 14 years. He dealt with them firsthand. He also studied Marx, and he unearthed poetry that Marx had written to Satan. Okay, Marx was a Satanist, and he idolized and worshipped Satan. And from that sprang his whole idea of a parody for, from, uh, for Christianity. By the way, the book's called Marx and Satan uh, is what it's called. Okay, Marx and Satan, Richard Wormbrand. I would urge everyone to get that and read that. There have been a number of other studies as well that explore this connection between Marxism and Satanism. All right? It is a religion. It's not a philosophy. It's not a political system. It is a religion. And we are about to witness and experience the fury of its fanatics as they try to force the rest of us to worship their God. They have a trinity, just as Christianity does. Their trinity is the state, Marx, and Satan, okay? This is why there is such a push by Marxists to have a totally powerful state. They worship the state. It is part of their trinity, just as much as they worship Marx. Because they, they believe they can supplant God with the state. Now, Richard Wormbrand is the author of this book that Becky's talking about. Let me spell the last name. W-U-R-M-B-R-A-N-D. W-U-R-M-B-R-A-N-D. That way you can find it. But it's called Marx and Satan. And it documents the double-down beliefs of Marx. All right? And so this is not a joke. This is serious business, ladies and gentlemen. What's at stake is your liberty. What we do, what we do is use education to defend your liberty. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about this revolution that uh, many are speaking of. What do we do about it? What do we, how do we, Becky Akers with me, ladies and gentlemen, hang tight. Mom, you don't know anything about me anymore. (sighs) Honey. I know you're good at math. You don't like English. I know Ryan smiled at you yesterday at school. I know your favorite color is purple. And I know you don't like mushrooms. And who can blame you? I mean, mushrooms are a fungus, and people generally try to avoid funguses. Or is it fungi? I'm never quite sure. But, you know, either way, I mean, penicillin is good. Penicillin is a mold. Huh. Well, I guess you're right. So you like penicillin, but not mushrooms. (laughs) No matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear. Mom, Mm. if we talk, will you be quiet? Love to. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. I reinstated a policy 
first put in place by President Ronald Reagan, the Mexico City policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God. All right, thanks for your patience, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to get different people. Um, they're all in the event in D.C., but, man, phones aren't working. The crowd's so loud you can't hear. I mean, it's crazy down there. Reporting is very difficult. Uh, meanwhile, though, I've got Becky Akers with me, so it's all right. And we're talking about an incredible book Becky brought up. book is called Marx, meaning Karl Marx, Marx and Satan by Richard Wormbrand. W-U-R-M-B-R-A-N-D. Now, the synopsis of the book is this. Listen carefully. The late Reverend Richard Wormbrand spent 14 years of his life as a prisoner of the communist government in Romania, where he was persecuted for his faith in Jesus Christ. His experience led him to spend further years researching Karl Marx and the communist doctrines that Marx developed. It is a riveting book and worth your read. Becky, continue there. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just add my recommendation to yours, Sam. Uh, I would strongly urge everyone to get a hold of this and read it. Richard Wormbrand also founded Voice of the Martyrs, which to this day ministers to the persecuted church. Um, I am waiting for them to have to come to Americans' aid as well. We're seeing persecution of the church in Idaho, in California, where churches that are gathering for worship, as our Lord commands us to do, are being persecuted by the state. Uh, people are being arrested. Pastors are being threatened with arrest. Pastors are being fined. Congregations are being fined. Um, this is spreading in Canada as well. There is a church, Trinity Bible Chapel in Ontario, that was ordered to shut down um, when it refused. It's been, it's, it has a board of six elders. Each one of them, the cops showed up at their houses at night, issued them with a fine of $10,000. These people are standing forth and saying, you have no right to do that. Uh, we belong to Jesus Christ. Government is subservient to him. You may not contravene his orders to us. We obey him and not you. Um, I'd ask everybody to be praying for Trinity Bible Chapel in Ontario, Canada. But I'd also urge you to pray for our brothers in Idaho and California that are under severe persecution from their governments. 
I ask God every day to bring these wicked Marxists down, to bless his people, to help us. Um, very interesting, Richard Rembrandt was uh, born Jewish, became a Christian on the strength of the evidence of Christ's divinity. He then, now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want you to repeat that phrase because that really tells you uh, the integrity of this man and the desire to seek for truth uh, that he really had in his heart and in his mind his whole life. Say that again. He was born Jewish, but on the strength of the evidence for Christ's divinity, he trusted him as his Lord and Savior. He stood firm when the rest of the Romanian churches were caving to communist demands, that they install pictures of Stalin, that they take down their crosses, that they start preaching the, the uh, Marxism. They didn't call it that, of course, but start preaching the supremacy of the state. He refused. Stood firm. Where are the Richard Wormbrands in America who will stand firm against Marxist governments that are demanding we shut our churches on the strength of a made-up virus? Where are they? Instead, we've got a bunch of cowards bowing down to the god of government, bowing down to Marxism, and betraying their Lord and Savior, betraying their flock, leading their flocks astray. And this will go back again to what I said before, where— Preachers have gotten away with claiming they don't want to preach against Marxism because that's politics. It isn't. It is a false religion. And if we had had godly men in the pulpit with a, with a spine instead of the weaklings and cowards that shut their doors, if they had been preaching the last 50 or 60 years against Marxism, we would not today be facing persecution as Christians. And I'm telling you, it is coming. If you think you're, you're safe in your house, if you think you're safe in your church with your mask and your social distancing, you are sadly wrong, okay? They are coming for us. That is how Marxists operate. They will not tolerate, unlike Christians who will allow idolaters to freely circulate among them, Marxists tolerate no co-religion, okay? Out. Uh, you can look at any country you want to. One of the first things Marxists do when they take it over is they purge religion. The other, their other favorite tactic is to infiltrate the churches and render them completely gutless, completely contentless. That's what they're doing in China currently. That's what they've done to the American church, okay? That is why pastors rolled over and played dead as soon as their very best friends forever, the governor said, Close your church, you know, a, a pandemic with a fatality rate of 0.000000001.3% might kill you if you have services. And they said, okay, thank you for the warning. And bingo, they closed, directly violating scriptural commands that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together, directly violating scriptural commands such as, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Directly violating scriptural commands such as, fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Yea, I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And instead, these cowards and gutless wonders in the pulpit have capitulated completely to atheist governors, to a Marxist government, I mean, 
Sam, this is just unprecedented in our history. And what's fascinating is there's virtually no flu cases anymore. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? They, no they one's getting the flu. They're all just getting the cocoa, you know? Yes. Yes. They, they will continue to use this pandemic, this shamdemic, with no basis in reality. They will continue to use this because look how far it has gotten them. They are just making hay. Marxists and totalitarians all over the world are just, this is the gift that keeps on giving for them, okay? They have scared everyone silly because people are so stupid. They, they actually take at face value what a politician or a bureaucrat tells them. These people are known liars. When was the last time a politician told us the truth and yet let them say, you're going to die from COVID? And people believe it. People don't even go out and research. They accept it at face value, and then they run around scared and panicky and sacrifice their freedom to a virus that kills an infinitesimal number of people. And, in fact, there's a lot of evidence, Sam, that the virus doesn't even exist. People are Well, here, here's the problem. When we say it doesn't even exist, we know people get sick. We don't know exactly how or what from or anything else. The problem is they cannot isolate. And the CDC has even admitted this. They cannot isolate the virus, which means they can't prove it exists. The vaccines um, of yesteryear had, uh, you know, live in the beginning and then inert or dead versions of the actual virus for something. Nowadays, they don't have that. All they have is we think we can put together these general markers and this general pattern. And then we think we can trick your body into this and that based on it. What's going to happen, though, is they're going to create a, in my opinion, a Frankenstein uh, of uh, diseases because eventually they'll trick the body into attacking all kinds of things they never intended to. This is disaster on steroids. They won't admit it, but they can't isolate the virus. They don't have a copy of it anywhere. All they can do is have um, circumstantial evidence based on observations. Uh, and, and so they're creating a Frankenstein uh, when they inject this vaccine into your body, ladies and gentlemen. It is disaster. We should be developing herd immunity. We should have government backing off and, and standing down. But what we have is tyrannical thugs using every opportunity to ratchet up a complete, I would call it a global jubilee of everything we hold dear and everything we know. They will remake America and remake the world after their tyrannical communist style agendas. And we, the people, are uh, ignorantly standing idly by allowing it to happen, eagerly complying in most cases. And anybody who dares to defy becomes the enemy of the eager compliers. Uh, and so we're even against our own people, people who believe in freedom but are deceived on this thing, are literally helping carry the tyrannical ball as they literally threaten to score again and again and again and again uh, points against the sacred cause of liberty. And they're using the doctrine of Karl Marx, the rejection of Christianity, if you will. Um, this book, Marx and Satan, written by Richard Wormbrand, uh, really documents the details. This is serious, serious business. When we come back, we'll talk to Becky Moore. We'll see if we can get some updates from D.C. Uh, it's just hard to get a hold of people, man. It's crazy. Um, phones aren't working. It's just oh, everything is overwhelmed in the District of Criminals right now. I'll tell you that. Hang tight, Sam and Becky in seconds. Protecting your liberties. 
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Raphael Warnock is projected to have defeated Senator Kelly Loeffler in their Senate runoff race in Georgia, bringing the Democrats within reach of the majority in the upper chamber. NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox News, and the Associated Press called the race for Warnock shortly before 2 a.m. Eastern. Loeffler has not conceded. The Democrat John Ossoff, Republican David Perdue race is separated by only a few thousand votes in favor of Ossoff, with 99% of the precincts reporting. In the 2020 presidential election, Congress meets today for a final tally of the state's electoral votes. Expect the gavel to open the session at 1 p.m. Eastern. Dozens of former lawmakers and opposition activists were arrested Wednesday morning in Hong Kong on suspicion of violating the city's sweeping national security legislation in the biggest crackdown yet since the law was imposed by Beijing last year. This is USA Radio News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a 3 o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751 and use discount code USA. It's been 30 years since a wide receiver has won the Heisman Trophy. USA Radio News' Dan Naraki fills us in. College football's top award has gone to a wide receiver for the first time in nearly 30 years. Alabama wideout Devonta Smith beat out teammate and quarterback Mac Jones, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, and Florida quarterback Kyle Trask. Smith is the first receiver to win the award as college football's top player since Michigan's Desmond Howard won the trophy in 1991. Smith led the nation in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. He also only drops two passes all season. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Other contenders were quarterback Mark Jones of Alabama, quarterback Trevor Lawrence of Clemson, and quarterback Kyle Trask of Florida. When video games go bad, CD Projekt's Red's role-playing game, Cyberpunk 2077, has lost 79% of its player base since it launched just a month ago. This is according to new analysis from video game statistics website, Get Hype, which shows that the game's player base declined. This is USA Radio News. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, with rare exception, the phone lines, cell coverage in D.C. melting down. Oh, my goodness gracious. Can't get a hold of anybody. People answer their phones, and uh, you just can't hear anybody. There's nothing there, which means that the systems are totally overwhelmed in D.C. I tried to call Larvita McFarkler, and Larvita is a person we just met, but she's the owner of what's called Haven's Garden Restaurant. Uh, It's in Minnesota. And she literally is being shut down by the government 
They took her food license away. They're threatening to put her in jail. She is suing the governor, suing her state and her county and everything over this, saying, you know what? I will not shut down. She's standing tall and bold. Her, She's got four daughters. She's a black lady. She backs Trump, and she's standing tall, saying, you're not going to shut me down. She's on the ground, and she tried to report live first hour from the D.C. rally. Ladies and gentlemen, it was so loud we could barely hear her. And then between the speeches, we got a little bit of an update from her. And then we had our guest on Joe Delamater. Uh, Joe's from Maryland, a citizen reporter, if you will. And he reported live from the D.C. rally, walking into the event, and he had good connectivity. We could hear him good, and he gave us great updates and coverage. Now that he's inside, though, his cell phone's not working. It's just the systems are overwhelmed with too many people, too many phones, too much Twitter, too much Facebook, um, I don't know, Instagram, whatever, all the stuff to where the phones aren't working well in D.C. But Joe is a citizen reporter. He's a HVAC guy by trade. He says, please read your Bible to restore America. What do you think of that response, uh, Becky? I would second it heartily. Okay, thanks for your patience. We did manage to get Joe. He did get a call out. Hi, Joe. No. Uh-oh, we can't barely hear you. Can you uh, go ahead, sir? Give us an update. Shoot, when he called, I could hear him perfect. Try and uh, hold your phone a little higher there, Joe. Is that better? Yes, sir. Go. Yep. We were between the White House and the Washington Monument, and we weren't getting any kind of cell phone out. So we've walked over towards the uh, mall now, and it seems like we got a little bit better signal. How? I would say, I would say the crowd is about half filled between the Washington Mo- Monument and the White House. Um, they got a pretty good sized stage. They got speakers are playing music now. And Eric Trump just talked a little bit ago. So. Okay. And is it yep. still peaceful? Oh, yeah, very peaceful. Yep. I actually, where we are, um, I don't know if people are familiar, you know, there's uh, a lot of green space, you know, park space between the White House and the Washington Monument. And I don't see any cops um, in the area. Now, on the buildings, we do see a lot of snipers on the buildings. But that's normal standard procedure in D.C. now. So I know what you're saying. It's normalcy of modern times, but that's not normal when your yeah. government puts snipers on no. roofs, ladies and gentlemen. That's not normal at all, no. Joe. In fact, that just no. demonstrates that the criminals are afraid of the people. Yes, it does. Yes, yes, sir. No, I agree with you. Yep, there's uh But, yeah, we were um, just standing here. Say it again. Hold your phone high, buddy. All right, we're going to let Joe go. Uh, it's just the connectivity is just not good enough. Thank you so much, Joe, if you can hear me. We appreciate you. We'll talk soon and get some more updates tomorrow or whatever. Uh, Joe doing a great job. Um, he's pointing out a very serious concern, uh, in my opinion, Becky. It's now considered normal to have government sni- snipers on buildings. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I bet they weren't there during the uh, peaceful protest this summer. Oh, boy. Yeah, so we've got a serious problem, a serious problem in America. Now, you mentioned the upcoming revolution, and you say it's going to require a shooting revolution. 
And I want to be very clear about this. Okay, we're not advocating for that at all, ladies and gentlemen. We realize how evil and despicable war can be. And we're not advocating for that kind of carnage. Okay, however, we are telling you that thugs that believe in Marxism and Satanism will go to the level of flat out destruction if they don't get their way. And we, as God fearing Americans, must defend our wives, our children, our families from such tyranny. Uh, does that fairly position the discussion? Yes. I um, love Solzhenitsyn's quote from the Gulag Archipelago, where he talks about being in the camp. And he said, we were so consumed, and I'm paraphrasing grossly. You need to look up the quote. Um, but he said words to the effect of, you know, once we were in the camps, we looked back with such regret. Why didn't we stand up? Why did we cower in our apartments, fearful and trembling, when we heard the downstairs door slam in the middle of the night? Why didn't we arm ourselves with meat cleavers and axes and whatever else we had? They'd already stripped us of our weapons, but we could have found implements. Why didn't we stand down in the hallways and attack them when they came for a neighbor? instead of just hiding and trembling and hoping it wouldn't be us this time. If only we had stood up to them when we had the chance. Okay? I appeal to Americans. Our chances are diminishing grossly. We, too, are going to be in camps. There is a bill pending in the New York State Legislature that will feed totalitarian power to Andrew Cuomo, the governor who has pretty much ruined New York with his lockdowns. It will allow him to detain and forcibly uh, imprison and even vaccinate. And, of course, the bill doesn't specify vaccinate with what. Anyone he thinks is contagious. Now, this is stuff straight out of the Soviet Union, okay? This is what the Soviet Union did to dissidents. They rounded them up. They accused them of insanity, and then they drugged them up so that they couldn't do anything else to undermine the regime, okay? It is coming here, people. It is coming here. No matter how much you tried to hide from it, it's coming. Marxism is taking over our country. I appeal to you to remember Solzhenitsyn's quote. I appeal to you to think about what is going on with FEMA camps now in New York State that are set up ready to receive dissidents who object to Cuomo's killing their grandparents in nursing homes, okay? There are some troublemakers in New York State that aren't going to take that lying down, and the legislature is taking care of these folks now. It's passing a bill specifically aimed at anyone who contests Cuomo and the New York State government, okay? This is right out of the Soviet Union. Now, there is a countervailing bill, a, a legislature, Republican legislator in New York State, uh, has introduced a competing bill. Um, I don't give it very high marks as far as success. I could be wrong. I hope I am. I'm not a prophet. But the tenor of New York State um, is incredibly dictatorial, incredibly totalitarian. Uh, New York City accounts for about half the population in New York State. New York City has never met a politician or bureaucrat. Let me rephrase that never met a Marxist or bureaucrat that it doesn't absolutely adore, okay? It goes along with these people. This is coming. We need to get out in the street. We need to forcibly 
take back our freedom, okay? Because Marxists don't understand anything other than force. They are bullies. They operate on intimidation. They operate on fear. They try to fearmonger as much as they can. That's the point of torturing people, okay? Induce fear. Uh, you can keep everybody in his place if you make people afraid that if they stand up and protest, you'll kidnap them off the street and subject them to unbelievable torture. That's the point, okay? We need to stand up before it's too late. And the real question, ladies and gentlemen, is this. We all prize peace, okay? And that's well and good, and I support that generally speaking, okay? We want peace. We prize peace. But in my opinion, here's the real question that you got to ask yourself. Do you prize peace so much? that you will bury your head in the sand and not stand for liberty when you can to where you lose peace entirely. Yes, there might be a little skirmish here or there. There might be a battle here or there if we fight early and hard uh, and demand accountability and integrity and transparency. But if we don't, eventually, we will bury our head in the sand and we will have tyranny and the loss of peace like you wouldn't believe. And that's really what we're discussing here. Do you prize peace so much that you ultimately lose it? Uh, I think that's the ultimate question, Becky. Absolutely. And, you know, the founders faced this same problem. Remember Patrick Henry standing up in the building and saying, gentlemen, cry, peace, peace, but there is no peace. Okay? And a little bit later in that same speech, give me liberty or give me death. That's got to be our motto. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live. I'm Sam Bushman. I got Becky Akers with me. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, folks. Can you handle it? As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. 
visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. All right, the peaceful so-called protest in D.C. continues. Will they prevail? We pray so, but predict no. I know some could say, Sam, you're just being negative. You know, you got to, you know, stand for freedom. But when Mike Pence blatantly says publicly he does not believe he has the power to block the congressional certification, when 88-plus state legislators from five battleground states literally send a letter to Pence saying, hey, You've got to put a halt on this, and we've got to have a true investigation. When the courts all up and down the land literally throw the cases out, over 40 cases, they don't do it on the merits of the case. They do it on, you don't have standing, or they do it on some technicality. You know there's something rotten in Denmark. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, When you have Ted Cruz literally telling Sean Hannity last night, saying, hey, it's an uphill battle. Our chances are really slim. But we need to do it anyway. When you have over 140 lawmakers in the House and 13 senators and um, jettisoning saying they will vote against certifying the final vote because we believe it deserves an audit, they're going to debate and steamroll this thing, folks. And then what's going to happen to the peaceful, quote, assemblage (laughs) in the Capitol right now that's literally wall-to-wall people? Becky Akers with me breaking it down, ladies and gentlemen. And we talked about this book, Marx and Satan, by Richard Wormbrand, who literally lived under communist imprisonment for years. And then documented the satanic reality of Marx's viewpoints, of Marx's belief system, of his understanding. And then to know that that's live and well in the Republic today. If you don't believe me, grab your supreme law of the land, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights. Set that dude side by side to the Communist Manifesto, and you tell me what we're embracing in America today. We are hurtling towards tyranny. Some will say, Sam, you're overstating the issue, and my question to you would be this. Do you prize peace so much that you bury your head in the sand and completely lose it? That's my question for all of you, ladies and gentlemen. Well, interestingly enough, Trump supporters on a flight to Washington, D.C. now harass and heckle Mitt Romney with traitor chant on the flight, okay? This is going on, folks, and I'm not necessarily recommending that we abuse people, uh, but at some point, how and where do you stand up and when? That's a battle for everyone to figure out. Everybody's line may be different on this, Becky, but I'm telling you, if we prize peace so much that we ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, bury your head in the sand, we will be the I told you so nation. We will be the nation that says I didn't pay attention to history, so it sadly repeated itself. Absolutely, Sam, and I have no problem whatsoever harassing these politicians. Um, I would strongly suggest that we not only harass them, but absolutely ostracize them, ostracize the bureaucrats, um, you know, ostracize people that work for the state, work in quotes there, people who leech off our taxes, Don't give them the time of day. If you're related to them, tell them, I don't want you in my house anymore. You are working for sheer evil. You are milking me for every penny I have, and you are propagating evil. I think it's important to be kind to people. I think we ought to use the remedies at our disposal. Number one, we need to make them pay at the ballot box next time. We need to demand accountability and paper ballot voting. 
Uh, we need to, under the penalty of perjury, do we certify votes going forward? How likely would these people in Congress and all these different state bodies be to uh, uh, rush to certify if they were under the penalty of perjury? Uh, if they were okay, so we need to ratchet up the reality of this thing. But I do think that we ought to recall these people. I do think that we ought to impeach these people. I do think that we ought to sue these people and use every peaceful remedy we can uh, to create accountability. I think we need to push our sheriffs to arrest these people when there's criminal activity. Look, the Joe Biden, the Hunter Biden criminal activity is so well documented, it's not even funny. The Hillary Clinton and so on and, and team documentation of their criminal activity is beyond debate. But we're not arresting anybody. And I'm telling you, until we start arresting people, we're not draining the swamp. Becky, it's a farce. Well, well Sam, I have to say that this has all been out there long enough that if anyone had any intention of doing something about it, it would have been done by now. These people all operate on a an agreement, okay? I don't prosecute your side and you don't prosecute mine, all right? There are filthy, dirty Republicans, just as dirty as, as Hillary Clinton. And there are nothing but filthy, dirty Democrats, okay? They all have an understanding that this is how politics goes. Um, the voting machines, okay? Dominion voting machines have been in our country and have been known to be crooked for how long now? And yet the Republicans who lost to them and the Democrats who lost to them, nobody protested. Nobody said anything until this year when Trump had the guts to make an issue out of it. Okay, and let me clarify, I am not a big fan of Trump, all right? Um, I also think that the, the, one of the big problems with the presidency that is independent of who's in the office is that it has become so very powerful, all right? The presidency should not have this kind of hold over American life. We should not be fearful when someone from the opposite party gets in that he's going to ruin our lives. He shouldn't have that kind of power, okay? The answer doesn't lie in politics. I'm actually advocating this morning self-defense. I have no faith in politicians, no faith in the political process. Politics is manipulation and lying and thievery, okay? It is nothing any Christian or even semi-decent person should want anything to do with. We should work to eliminate it from our lives, all right? But when Marxists steal an election, and again, I don't put any faith in elections, but what they have done is so criminal. It offends me, and I am the last person on earth to have any faith in elections or politicians whatsoever. And yet even I am grossly outraged at what they have done, at what they have gotten away with. They are lying. They are stealing in broad daylight. We need to stand up against these people. We need to defend ourselves from thugs like this. But my answer, Sam, is to get out there, and if we don't soon grab our guns and go into the streets and start telling these people forcefully, we will not allow you to tyrannize us anymore. We will not allow you to lock us down. We will not allow you to close our businesses. We will not allow you to dictate our costume and tell us we have to wear masks. We will not allow you to tell us we must shun our family and friends. If we don't start soon doing this, Sam, the gates of the camps are going to close behind us. And like Solzhenitsyn, we will sit there and mourn at what we didn't do. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is serious business. Now, I don't mean to overstate it. Right now, Raw Story is reporting this. Kamala Harris is about to become the most powerful vice president in nearly a century. Okay, this is a flat-out communist. Okay, others are saying Republicans are sealing themselves inside a tomb that Trump created for them. The next headline says Trump supporters raise prospect of civil war. If president's, quote, coup attempt fails, now they're literally openly saying the president's involved in a coup attempt, and they're basically saying Trump supporters are going to get rowdy and violent. They're setting the stage. This is the ultimate positioning in projection where the Democrats are literally saying we're doing what they're doing. So all you got to do is I just got to blame it on Becky, uh, and it's not me, and use this classic projection dishonest psychological trick. Uh, to deceive people into what's going on. This is what's happening right now, Becky. They're setting the stage right now for violence to erupt soon, no matter who wins. Uh, and, you yeah. would say, and you would say, well, Sam, wait a minute. The Democrats, if they win, they won't riot. They won't pillage. They won't plunder. And my response is, what happens when these people win a football game or a basketball game in sports? They still riot when they win. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Becky. They, are out, they are out to kill, okay? What is Satan's primary value? Death destruction, uh, fighting, arguing, quarreling. That's what Satan loves. Who do these people worship? Satan. They may deny it. They may not even be aware of it. But that is their ultimate God. That is the the head of their trinity, okay? They are doing his bidding. Uh, We are involved in spiritual warfare as well as political warfare. If we don't soon start standing up for ourselves and standing up for freedom, it's going to be too late. Ladies and gentlemen, this is about a culture war. I know a lot of people believe this is about an election, but it's not. Honesty is the issue. Okay, accountability, integrity. These are the discussion points. It comes down to, hey, uh, government and uh, bureaucrats, the, the swamp, whatever you want to call it, the deep state, the shadow government, whatever we're... That's nothing but a mirroring of our dishonest society. We have become a dishonest people. We have become an immoral people. And I'm telling you, this government or the proper role of government will not serve well under that scenario. We're going to get the uh, immorality and the turning away from God um, repercussions that we deserve. And the only way to prevent it is to turn back to God Almighty, to read our Bibles, to set the standard of liberty. That's based on our leader, Jesus Christ, not based on bureaucrats, not based on marks, not based on stimulus checks, not based on whether we win or lose the next election. Those are minor skirmishes. The real war is Christ versus Satan. Could I be more clear, Becky? No, and I totally agree, Sam. Um, I have thought from the beginning of the shamdemic with the monolithic response across the world, this is not how history or trends behave. Never before in history has anything like this happened, that countries with wildly divergent backgrounds and traditions and history and population and races all react identically. All of them say we're locking down. All of them say everybody has to wear a mask. All of them say everybody has to social distance. There isn't any variation. That is a tip-off that there is demonic activity throughout the world. Demons and Satan himself are directing all this. 
There just is no other explanation. I'm a real student of history. I try to read everything about history that I can. And I will tell you, nothing like this has ever happened before. This is not the way that trends uh, uh, behave either. Okay? You have a trend. It takes a while to catch on. Masks are very accepted in the Orient. They've never been accepted in American culture. And yet suddenly everybody is wearing a mask. It wasn't a slowly developing trend. And I don't care about uh, the mandates that come forth. Okay, if enough Americans had said, I won't do this, the mandates would have, would have died a boring. Okay, so the fact that Americans almost unilaterally, without exception, and all of a sudden accepted this nonsense, that tells me there's demonic activity. Okay, because it isn't humanly possible. This is not the way. Every fault line being exploited. The Republicans are in a meltdown. Deep state Republicans turn on President Trump. It isn't even about the rule of law or getting to the bottom of vote fraud anymore. It's about saying we are going to take off the gloves and create tyrannical power. And you better not oppose us. That's what they're openly saying in Washington, D.C. right now. Our prayers are for the people. We must pray for our leaders that they come to their senses while they still have time. We must pray that we can turn to God and repent. If we do, he'll heal our land and protect us. And if we don't, all bets are off. You can say I'm too dramatic, too blatant, too black and white, but I'm telling you, with Christ we succeed. Without Christ we absolutely miserably fail. I testify Christ lives, and he is the author of our liberty. Becky, 10 seconds. You get the final word. Thank you, Sam. Um, I will second that heartily. We need to have a revival in this country. If we had pastors worth their salt, we've already... We're flat out of time. God save the republic, ladies.